Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas Montague, calling you here from Brazil. And today we have another wonderful guest joining us, Tracy Johnson. Tracy, how are you today? I'm great, Dallas. Thanks for having me today. It's such a pleasure. And you are here today representing Premier Care Management of Georgia. That's right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that care management for seniors and other things that you guys do. So many wonderful things that you guys are a part of. But first, our audience always like to hear from the guest, your personal testimony. Sure, sure. Well, you know, way back when I was a little girl, my... um my family had the experience of my uncle going to a Billy Graham crusade, and he really brought back the message of the gospel to my mother, his sister, and um, my father, and we started um, going to church. My uncle became a missionary, actually, and for 38 years, he and my aunt served uh, in the Philippines and then later in Brussels um, and worked a lot with the Bibles schools and colleges there. So um, I just remember it was a little assembly of God church and hearing the gospel, I was probably five or six years old. I mean, I was very young and my heart just immediately leaped when I heard about salvation and, and what was available that he was giving completely free. You know, it was an act of love and my heart responded to that. And I've never really looked back. I I went on to um, play piano in the worship team and was very involved in teaching Bible um, or Sunday school is what they called it at the time. Then I went to um, Evangel College, which is a uh, Christian college, Assembly of God College out in Springfield, Missouri, and became a nurse. So um, kind of has taken me all along, you know, this pathway. I was interested at one point in becoming a missionary, and I learned that if you had um, a skill, that it would be really helpful, you know, for doing that. So that's one of the reasons why I chose nursing. And I had an opportunity to go on several little mission trips as a missionary, kind of um, short-term mission trips as a nurse uh, with the Assemblies of God. So that was um, a wonderful, you know, first beginning. But I think um, just really hearing that beautiful message that, that Christ died for me and um, that free gift of salvation um, that you didn't have to work for it. Um, and it just changed me. I, I, I immediately responded and I've never looked back. Amazing. Incredible. And Tracy, do you tell us a little bit about your family as well? Sure. Well, I'm married to um, my sweetheart, who is uh, very much involved in men's ministry. Uh, 34 years this year, we will have been married. Congratulations. We have three daughters. <laughs> Uh, my middle daughter is married uh, to wonderful son-in-law. 
And uh, he actually works with us here at Premier. And um, they have six children. They they really wow. uh, believed in letting the Lord determine how many kids. And so they've wow. been married, I guess, 11 years now. And they have six children. And it's such a blessing to be a grandmother. I, I never really thought about it too much. But now that I have been, um, <laughs> wow. I just love it. That's amazing. You said two things that were interesting for me. You went to school in Missouri. I'm from Missouri, from Northwest oh, Missouri. Okay. And so that's wonderful. I know Missouri a little bit and you have three children. Amazing. I had my first child two months ago, so I'm still learning what it means to be a parent. (laughs) I got many years until my grandparent. I'm just learning. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, just get ready that there's not a whole lot of sleep for many years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm experiencing that. That's for sure. Yeah. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. The Prophetic War on Words. Learn secrets on how to win the war of words from creation to the battle of Armageddon. Since the beginning of creation, there has been a prophetic war on words that will continue until the battle of Armageddon. This war is about God's words against the devil's words. All of humanity is caught in the middle of this war. In the last days, God has destined His church to relearn ancient secrets revealed to Old Testament prophets, historical men of God, and the closest of Jesus' disciples in winning the war of words. This book is a prophetic warfare manual for every believer who wants to learn the secrets of gaining the upper hand when fighting the good fight of faith. Find your copy on Amazon today. When Fiona moved to China, it was to begin an exciting life with her precious loving husband. But then, the pandemic hit. The whole world came to a halt, sick with plague and anguish. As COVID-19 stormed the planet, affecting millions, they found themselves in a horrible situation. With no airflow, they were stranded in China while their family and loved ones were back in the U.S. Fiona's grandmother had fallen ill and she was getting worse. Fiona found comfort when exchanging letters with her grandmother. Find your copy of Letters of Comfort on Amazon today to hear the letters that Fiona exchanged with her grandmother. Amazing. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure our audience are blessed by that. And a little bit about this. So tell us a little bit more about Premier Care Management. How did you get involved with this? What is this? Sure. Well, many years ago, probably 18, 19 years ago now, my um, mother-in-law had mixed up some of her medications and she actually burned down her house. She was very fortunate to get out of the house. She had taken a medicine that made her sleepy. She sat in her recliner and she had put a pancake on the stove. And so um, when she went into the hospital, of course, they were calling the family and um, I'm the, the nurse in the family. So I was answering kind of those calls and they said, you know, she really needs to go to like a nursing home. She's not able to live independently on anymore. So I went kind of into fast mode to understand how can I help her? And she continued to get a little bit better and could go to assisted living. So we moved her up from Florida to where we are in Georgia. And um, I put her in an assisted living community and kind of began learning about, you know, the care that's provided there and what's needed there. And so that entered me into a world. I became an executive director in several senior living communities over the years. And then my mother-in-law had dementia. And so we walked that journey in dementia for 12 years before she passed. And um, it changes you. Like, it's kind of like if you're a parent, like you just mentioned, you're a parent, right? Until you actually have that little baby in your house, mm-hmm. you can imagine what it's like, right? But you don't really know till it's there. Yeah. Well, with dementia, you can imagine what it's like. But when you're 
day in and day out working, uh, trying to have some semblance of normal life, you know, and caring for an aging loved one with dementia, it's an experience that can really change you. It's very deep to your core. And so I knew that I really wanted to work with families who were um, in the challenges of caring for an aging loved one. And so with you, whenever you started looking into these assisted living and other things like this, the nursing home and however, what was your first take on this? Were you happy with it? Were you not happy with it? Yeah, so yes and no. I mean, there are some that are very nice. um, And there are some that are not as nice that the nursing home kind of level of care is significantly um, kind of less attractive and luxurious than the assisted livings, you know. Um, of course, many of them are subsidized by the government. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't have as many funds as these private facilities. Um, but since we've gone through COVID, you know, that there's been a lot of change in these communities. We, we haven't had as many caregivers available to help take care of seniors. And so we have seen some of the care, the quality of care decline. Mm. And for some of our audience, I'm sure that they have questions like this, like where to start when looking for caring for a loved one? Where do you start? Well, I think the first question is, you know, does my loved one need need care? You know, and so there's a few things to look at. You know, if there's been some recent falls, we know that falls are are very deadly to our seniors. As a matter of fact, um, every 20 minutes, an older adult in America dies from a fall. Every 20 minutes is, is like over 88 um, older adults a day are dying from falls. And there's over 8 million of them a year that have, you know, that we have falls for seniors. So I think, you know, looking at any changes in mobility, even getting up from a chair to standing, if that's a little slower, if there's some unba- you know, imbalance, all of those are kind of clues that maybe, you know, an older um, adult needs to have a little bit of help. There could be changes in their grooming or their hygiene where they maybe mm-hmm. were once you know, really meticulous in their clothing and now they're not, or some bills are not getting paid, missed appointments, any change in kind of personality, they're more depressed or moody. All of those are kind of signs to to take a look at. So, um, you know, determining does your loved one need to have an assessment? I We call it an assessment. It's just a thorough look to mm-hmm. see what what is going on in each area. You know, we, we look from cognition and Um, their uh, balance, as we mentioned, the safety in their home, uh, safety to drive the car, are no longer able to do that. Are they seeing a doctor regularly? Are they taking their medications correctly? And we put all of that together for the family or whoever is helping, you know, oversee the client of the senior. And so we we put together a plan of care for them to help them. Um, And we can do as little or as much, you know, as, as much as they'd like us to do we have many solo seniors or, or folks that don't have families or friends. And so we'll take them to the doctor. We'll help them grocery shop. We'll do their medicines and their bit, you know, all of it. So it really depends on how much care is needed. Mm-hmm. And so once a family member decides, yes, my loved one does need care. Can you tell us a little bit more about the caring options that you guys provide there? Sure, sure. So we're kind of the overseers. We, we help as advocates and managers to help come up with what are the possible options that are there. We don't have any facilities or anything like that. We would help bring options to the families. 
So I can tell you that families tend to prefer an assisted living or memory care kind of a facility, but seniors almost overwhelmingly want to stay in their own home. So sometimes there's a conflict, right? That the older adult child is saying, you know, mom or dad, it's time to move. And mom or dad is like, you know, no, I'm not leaving. So we, we get involved in a lot of kind of negotiating those conversations, but home is, you know, ideal if they are able to stay there. And so um, at home, we're looking at maybe providing a caregiver uh, that may be just three times a week if they just need help with a shower and it can get, you know, more as the care needs increase and always the pros and cons, you know, one is you're in your own home. So that's a pro, right? But one of the uh, cons about that is some people don't like a caregiver coming into their home. They feel like they're in their personal space. Um, and now we've gone from uh, what was considered about $21, $22 an hour pre- pre-COVID to $30, $32 an hour for these uh, aids. So it's extremely expensive. If you needed it 24-7, it's you know over $700 a day. So many people you know, are not in a position where they can afford to have that kind of care. So that's one of the reasons why the next level, which is assisted living, has really um, grown in popularity over the recent years is in our area, you know, $5,500, $6,000 a month compared to, you know, what it would be with a private caregiver in their home um, is a savings. Um, so uh, assisted living would help with things like uh, bathing, dressing, grooming, um, transferring, those kind of activities of daily living, not, not anything that's medical necessarily, um, but then to have their meals and activities, they provide transportation. So, um, so assisted living is a um, is certainly you know a, a well looked at option. And then, of course, with cognitive changes, it may be that someone needs memory care, which is a secured unit, meaning there it's locked, so they have um, that watchful oversight in a in a secured unit. And then, if someone is immobile or not able to do any of their care and have a skilled need, that would be the nursing home. And fortunately, you know, not the majority of seniors need to go to a nursing home. Uh, the majority of them can can live in uh, either their own home or assisted living, you know, that spectrum of care. I have another thing that maybe our audience would be curious about. When talking about with a loved one, hey, I think it's time to transition into something like this. How do you confront those difficult conversations? Because like you said, they want to stay in their home. They don't want someone intruding into their space. How do you sure. handle that conversation? Sure, sure. Well, we always do an in-person assessment. So when we come out and we meet the senior, we're certainly you know trying to have that trust be built quickly to let them know that we're there to help them. And we want to hear what their goals are and what they mm-hmm. want to do. And so you listen to that. And then you kind of go through that assessment process which is, so I'm going to ask you some questions now, sir. Um, when it comes time to, uh, you know, making a meal, are you able to go to the store and, and purchase the groceries and make your meal? And so as I go through all of those questions, he's either saying yes or no, yes. And so it's we're putting it in a form that I'm going to share with him afterwards to say, these are where your care needs are. So it may be, are you um, independent in taking your shower? Yes, I can do that on my own. Okay, so we check that off. Good. Mm-hmm. And then as we go through it, then we lay it out and we say, based on what you have shared with us, what you're able to do now, what you're not, or you're needing some assistance with now, this is where we feel that you fall for needing some, some help. 
And maybe it's not today, but with diagnoses like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or heart disease, you know, you're maybe 82 today, sir. What would you like to see at 85 or 87? Because we continue to age and the, and the process continues where unfortunately we need a little more help as we get older than less. And so it's just a conversation. And, you know, it was so interesting to me. I, I really pray before I go into some of these conversations because it is, it is really personal. And, it, and mm-hmm. for many adults, you know, they don't, they don't want somebody telling them what to do, right? So um, I let them know that they are in charge and they, they can choose it, you know, the direction they want. Um, it is common, though, to see the last 12 years of our life needing some help. And that's the statistics that are out there. So, um, you know, to say I'm never going to need any help, that's, that's wonderful too. But um, the, the statistics are on the side that as we continue to age, we will need some help. Yeah. Another question, like, for example, how does an RN care manager work with families to help in these situations? Sure, sure. So we're part of the Aging Life Care Association. And there are many disciplines that can be a care manager. So we have chosen the registered nurse model, but there are social workers and occupational therapists and things like that. And so um, we do that assessment where we help to determine where is their care needs and where is it projected to be in the future? And then how might we give some options for this family on uh, care support? We also do dementia coaching. So if there's a family, maybe a spouse, who's living at home with their other spouse and um, that one has dementia and they don't really know how to manage the behaviors that are being seen. You know, it could be day and night is mixed up and they're up at night and keeping the other spouse up. It could be um, there's some agitation in the late afternoon, things like that. Um, We would help put together a behavioral plan. And what we try to do is identify those negative triggers that set someone off and, and kind of stop those. And then what are the positive motivators so that if we need someone to do something like come have a meal or, or take your clothes off for getting ready for bed, um, there's some positive things that we can do to encourage that behavior. So um, it's really individual. You, you need to sit down with the, with the family structure and come up with what is, what is the best scenario. It seems like a very interesting process really it's not just a decision today go tomorrow it's a it's a difficult process you need to really listen well listen well to hear what are the pain points because many times an adult child will have a different set of priorities than the senior and i hear so many times the adult children say you know, I've been telling mom this for, you know, two years now, and you came in here just one time and she's agreeing with you. And it's like, when they were taking care of you as a baby, they still see you in one role, even though you're grown now as an adult, you're still their child. And so when we come with, you know, kind of the nursing background and then the assessment process, they're a little bit more open. I found them to be a little bit more open. It's a good perspective. And Can you tell us one more time, what kind of services do you offer? Are you operating only in Georgia or in other states as well? Yes, yes. So we do operate um, through virtually to help families throughout the country. Um, But we do have RN care managers here in the state of Georgia that will go out and do those assessments. So so kind of both in answer to that. Um, There are times where things need to be in person, uh, especially if it's a solo senior 
and we're actually doing, you know, the work of a family caregiver, you know, taking them places and things like that. Um, but it is um, really the, any aspect of aging. So I'll give you just an example. I had a financial planner call me and say that he had like 25 years ago sold some long-term care insurance to this particular client. And now the insurance denied it. He couldn't get it. And so we, this happened to be up in Maryland and we worked through the whole process and got the claim approved and everything. So, um, so it can be insurance as well as healthcare concerns. Um, It can be where they live as well as um, maybe a second opinion with someone in the medical field. Um, It's really varied uh, based on the challenges the person is having. And how can someone contact you or your business to to discuss this with their about their loved one? Sure. Well, they can see us on the website. We we are premiercmga.com. And that stands for Care Management Georgia. So premiercmga.com. Or you can simply call 404-430-5307. And we'll do a complimentary um, call with you to hear what's going on. And um, let you know if we can if we can help or not. I mean, we help most people, but sometimes there may be something that's better suited for a, a referral partner for us. Um, but if we can help you, we'll certainly you know lay that out, and um, and then we can get started. Yeah, it's interesting to hear these things for me because, like you said in the beginning of the podcast, that it's not something we normally think about until either right. we have a loved one facing it, or we're facing it, or something like this, and so. I don't know these things that you're speaking about. I've never really talked to anyone about it. I've never heard many things about it, but it's a good thing to remember. And there are people that need this assistance. So, yeah, well, it's also true that if you're inside the healthcare kind of bubble in a sense, like you're an insider, you know who to ask and what to do to get things moved along quicker. And so having worked in the hospital and having, have a team of 24, so it's not just me, there's 24 of us. Um, and all of us have had experience, you know, in hospital systems as well as rehabs and all that. We know who to get that. And we know the rules and regulations. That's another part of it. You know, we, we know, you know, we'll appeal Medicare for folks if we need to. Um, so no, having an inside information into this system really cuts through a lot of time uh, and frustration for families. Thank you so much, Tracy, for everything that you mentioned today. If you could leave our audience with one overall point. What do you think that would be today? You don't have to be overwhelmed. You don't have to do this alone. There are uh, RN care managers here that are ready to help support you and give you guidance. Thank you so much. Again, look for our audience today. Find the links below to the website. The number is there as well. You guys can find all of that information to contact Premier Care Management of Georgia. Tracy, thank you so much. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the listeners that are here today. And I pray for those that are overwhelmed and caring for their aging loved ones. I pray, God, that you would come as a comfort to them and that you would speak, God, to their hearts, that step by step, you can take them through this. I pray, Lord, that you would give them peace. I pray that you would give them comfort. And I pray, God, that you would give them the guidance and the wisdom to know the steps to take next. Pray that you bless their family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.